0: Welcome back to Twice Upon a Time. This week, Roger and I watched Season 2, Episode 14, Manhattan. As always, we'll start off with a little synopsis. And not as always, we will begin in the city of New York, where Emma, Henry, and Gold show up unannounced at Balefire's apartment, and he runs. Emma chases him down to uphold her deal with Gold and discovers that Balefire is Neil! In a tense moment, Neil learns that Henry is his son. Gold tries desperately to talk with him, but Neil wants nothing to do with him. Meanwhile, in Storybrooke, Cora, Hook, and Regina search for the Dark One dagger. In the Enchanted Forest, Rumpel learns from a seer that he will lose his son because of his actions on the battlefield. To escape his fate, he hobbles himself and returns home to his newly born son, only to find that his wife despises him and he's now a coward, just like his father. After becoming the Dark One, Rumpel seeks out the seer, taking her powers of foresight and learning that the boy, who is Henry, will be his undoing. What'd you think of this episode, Roger?
1: This is the best episode of the season, hands down.
0: Yes, this is a top five episode.
1: This is a top five episode. It is the episode that we have been waiting for. If you would have told me this is Skin Deep Part 2, I wouldn't... Or maybe not even Skin Deep, the episode where we learn about where he lost Bay. This is like part two of those episodes. It, it's just great. I, I, I love almost everything about this episode. There's maybe like two things I could do with that.
0: Yeah, this episode is great. Yeah. I love this episode. It I I have been waiting for it all season. When I think about... There have been some surprises of episodes where I watch them and I'm like, oh, I like this episode a lot more than I thought I did. But this is an episode that I think about when someone says like, oh do you watch one Upon a time or like what's your favorite episode instantly this
1: one comes this to is mind. a series defining episode yes i also think this is one of those episodes that like i it did tiny a disservice to put it in front of that because we were waiting for this mm-hmm. so like this episode is great i think a lot of times sometimes episodes don't live up to the hype well this absolutely lives up to the hype
0: they the the reveal in this episode that neil is balefire is like what the
1: fuck? So I don't think it was that crazy, to I be did. quite honest. And I, I the, one of the things I didn't like is I think Tallahassee should have been the episode following this immediately. I would not have shown Tallahassee before then because you pretty much knew the fact that we had seen this man in the cold open and then not seen him for like seven episodes. There's only one character they do those long things with, and it's always Rumble. He's the only one they do that long-term storytelling with.
0: That's true. Although I mean, you and I have been talking about the Mysterious Stranger, but I think in Tallahassee, our thought was, oh, he's the Mysterious Stranger. Like, we, like, that Until was sort of it. He's meet Neil. meet
1: the Mysterious Stranger.
0: Um, but, yeah, I mean, this, this episode is really exciting. I just, I like it a lot. I also really like the next episode, actually. We've got some, we've got some good stuff coming up here.
1: Let's start in the Enchanted Forest. Sure. It was very jarring to see Rumple and Mila happy.
0: It was.
1: It was uncomfortable.
0: uncomfortable because you
1: a you know it doesn't last so it's like the calm before the storm it's also weird to me that like their conversation where he's excited to go to war
0: i know it's shocking
1: he's but he wants to give get out of the shadow of his father being Uh a coward and she's like not happy about it like she doesn't want him to do this she's afraid he's gonna die yeah that who is that woman
0: I don't know who that woman is. Because that woman
1: was like a decent. She's human not dude. even
0: that same woman in the whole episode.
1: Nope. She turned back into the demon. <laughs> it's not that like see. they
0: forgot about how they had previously written her. Her. It's very inconsistent here. It seems like she cares the most about what people think of her and her husband. Yes. More than she does about her actual husband and child. And child, which is an interesting. I mean, Bell isn't really in this episode. I mean, not definitely not in the Enchanted Forest, but uh, it's interesting when you. I, I'm not sure if they've had this conversation or if it happens later, but she doesn't think that Rumpel's choice to hobble himself was an act of cowardice. Yeah, no. Uh, and I agree with her. I, I do too. But uh, everyone else does, including Mila, who seemed like she would be excited about that because she didn't want him to go to war and die.
1: Yeah, I mean, at the end she says, like, be brave, which I think obviously is what she cares about the most. She once again reveals herself to be a terrible person. Yeah, like,
0: she's terrible. There's
1: a joke that Hook makes, like, mother of the year. I'm not sure who is worse between Cora and Mila. And that's saying something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, and I, I, really biting words to Rumple too. She knew exactly what to say. Very Regina-like. Knew exactly what Very to say. Very Korra-like. Yep, to hurt him. And when he says that Balefire is a strong name, she says something he'll need if he's to live with the shame of being your son. She's terrible. It's so terrible. And uh, Balefire didn't ever feel shame for being or He didn't uh, for being the he was a bit ashamed of the dark one, but not before that. He was not ashamed of his father at all. They were happy.
1: I 100% understand why Rumpel did what he did in The Crocodile. (laughs) Okay. She gets everything that she deserved, if not not nearly enough.
0: He also, in this episode, it's... Obviously, Mila thinks he's a coward and everyone else does for hobbling himself. But in this episode, he vows to never abandon his son. And that is what makes him a coward.
1: Sure. And, And... We'll talk about that when we talk about Manhattan, essentially. The one thing I also say is that, like, look, I understand that people have, like, a very strong opinion of both war and people who deserve war. However, they made it, like, very clear in this war that the only way you come back from this war is to be injured. They're sending them to their certain doom. They even, like, playfully said at the end, like, we ride on our cows into doom. We are riding to our death. Not, hey, let's go win this glorious battle that is tough. No, we know we're just going to get slaughtered. Yeah. This is the stupidest and most pointless war when you know you're just going to die with no hope of victory and we're supposed to call him a coward for making an intelligent decision to go, well, why would we just not die here?
0: I mean, clearly it's a, it's a doom situation because 14 years later, they ran out of all the adults because they all died in the war. So now they have to take the children to the front.
1: Which is so bizarre because magic exists in this land.
0: <sighs> yeah. And I mean... The ogres are scary, especially if there's a lot of them. But like,
1: Snow White kills one with one arrow. They fought giants. I, this is—I'm just blown away at how they can defeat literal giants, but not ogres. I just like poison exists.
0: Especially an ongoing war. Like I can see how ogres would be a very terrifying prospect. Like you know. You're yep. having a party at the pub, and some ogres hear you, and they storm the pub and kill a bunch of people. Probably. But that's not what's happening. This like, is all-out war, a batter, battlefield. Like they're organized to kill them.
1: Well, and you have like kingdoms, like multiple kingdoms. All the humans are endangered by them. Like Midas's kingdom, George's kingdom. Theoretically, this is before Regina's the queen, so this will also be Leopold's kingdom. When I mean, just
0: B- uh, Belle's kingdom.
1: Belle's kingdom. Yeah. D- her d- father.
0: Her father. I always forget. Oh, that this her father be- is a king.
1: I mean, are you a king with no real kingdom, (laughs) Uh
0: now? He's the king of the ogre. Are you a
1: king of a hovel?
0: (laughs) They have a castle.
1: A castle with, like, six people in it. Mm -hmm. Uh, The seer, we see her.
0: She's so creepy. I love it. Like, she reminds me of um, the movie Pan's Labyrinth, where they go see that monster, and he has the eyeballs in his hands. So creepy i feel like extra creepy that she's a child as well she's way less creepy when she's an adult <laughs> i don't
1: know about <laughs> that I, I think it's more eerie that she's caged up with that the one line that he does drop i won't indulge this dark magic is one of my mm. favorite lines of the episode it's like ha, ha, that's funny rumple
0: i also thought it was interesting in their conversation so the guy asked him to watch the cage. cave well, skin to watch the cage and he's like don't talk to her
1: Well, he says she's a tricky beast. Be careful with that one. And then he like instantly talks to her. (laughs) Well, it's also a child. Yeah, that's true. Like if you were going to ask me to watch a child, you probably shouldn't leave that part out because I'm wondering why in the hell is this child the key to turning the battle on the battlefield when she's a literal child? It's true.
0: But he has a little bit of uh, sort of that rage that we see from the Dark One sometimes where he like speaks really fast and is yelling. Like he starts doing that to her. And this is... Pre-Dark One Rumpel. Yeah, I mean... Uh, the rage is inside somewhere.
1: Well, yeah. I, so I think his rage comes out when he is scared. Yeah. He's scared or he's frustrated. Yeah. And that's how he um, kind of expresses it. One thing that I have forgotten, I because I've seen this twice before, this is now viewing three... I could have sworn she said you will die on the battlefield, but she never says that. No. She specifically says your actions will leave your son fatherless, yes. which is a very interesting play on words, which is what he becomes known for. He never actually says the thing. He just strongly implies it and lets you go where you want it to go. Is this like the first time we see him learn how powerful words can be?
0: <laughs> the fine point of a pen. Exactly.
1: Like this is the genesis of Tricky Rumple. true.
0: Well, and it's interesting because we, we've often talked about it's been clear that Rumple has some sort of gift of foresight. And we yes. learn that this is where he, he gets it. But when he takes the power from her, we also learn that she manipulated him into taking it. Because it's a burden and she doesn't want it. And while it does give you some power to see the future, it's a big jumble and it's not clear.
1: This is now the second person who has manipulated him into taking his yeah. curse.
0: And she just gave him another piece of information at the end of the episode you'll be reunited with your son a young boy will lead you to him but beware for that boy is more than what he appears that boy will be your undoing which seems like a very clear statement but also who knows
1: (laughs) it seems clear based on what the viewer knows like at the time yeah he both he just knows someone has to cast a curse. It can't be him, because I had asked, why didn't he just cast the curse? But apparently he can't be the one who does it. Someone else will break it, but it won't be him. And then there's going to be just random boy who's going to lead you to your son, but that's also going to be the one who's your undoing. Yeah. That's a bunch of random jumbled nonsense right now.
0: It totally is. And, like, how do you get to that? Like, the burden of foresight is that what if you make a decision that changes what you saw? And it's a little unclear... The way that she puts it makes it sound like there are some things that you cannot escape. Like, there is such a thing as fate. There are things that will be. And there are some things that can be. And you have to learn how to separate them.
1: So when Rumpel was talking to Henry, though, he doesn't speak of it as, like, a burden of being worried about changing the time stream, essentially. He talks about, like, it's everything is unclear and it's not what you think it is. Yeah. So it's like the idea of, like, it's like having knowledge without wisdom. Yeah. I know what is going to happen, but I'm not really sure how or why it happens. And he probably doesn't have the ability to stop it all the time.
0: I love when he walks through from that, what you were saying about that. You will lose your son based on the actions of your on the battlefield. And he walks through like, so this happened and then this happened and then this happened and then this happened and then, this happened, and then I lost my son. It would have been really nice to know all of the pesky The
1: details, details would have been real helpful here, <laughs> which is like a great. It's like he says it in like a funny manner, but he's also really pissed off. So totally. he didn't see her again.
0: I I was unclear if we were meant to think that she died.
1: No, or she was she taken out exhausted. to the battlefield.
0: She was taken out to the battlefield? She's
1: supposed to be the thing that turns the tide. So they were trying to use her to get foresight into how to defeat the ogres. Like, they were probably thinking, you can tell us what's going to happen, like, clairvoyance. Not realizing that it's, like, a puzzle. That doesn't make sense.
0: Right. But what happens to her after Rumple takes her power? Well, she dies. Okay.
1: Yeah, no, she's definitely dead there.
0: Whew. Yeah, in Forest, it's it's a lot there.
1: It it is fascinating to me that this is, like, he's considered a coward. And, like, I think what he did there is stupid because just, like, do it out in the woods. Or better yet, fake it, man.
0: Hobbling himself?
1: Like, just fake it. Like, this is not a world of, like, x-rays and highly medical. Like, just go out, cut yourself, bandage yourself up, look like you're basically just injured to death. And then crawl home, quote unquote. Problem solved. You don't have to give yourself a permanent limp.
0: Well, and I know that this is a fictional fantasy land that they live in. But in almost all areas of the world for most of history, the punishment for desertion is death.
1: It's execution. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. (laughs) So. But, but, so it's, there's what you know and what you can prove. You can prove that he was hobbled. Yeah. They know that he did it, but they can't prove that he did it. So it's not desertion, it's just the rumor, right? Yeah. Also, the fact that she's more interested in the rumor that her husband deserted and not, hey, you actually cheated fate and now our son won't grow up fatherless is like fascinating how bad of a person she is.
0: Yeah, she's not a good person. In an
1: episode where Kor is present, (laughs) somehow this woman has shown to be a more pathetic mother. And Cora is in the episode.
0: Cora is in this episode in fine form. Uh, do you want to jump to the Storybrooke plot?
1: Sure. I think we should start with the um, B plot of Storybrooke: Brook, uh, with uh, a pirate, a witch, and her mother walk into a library. Sounds like something out of a joke, by it the way. It
0: does sound like something out of a joke. What do you think is the A plot of Storybrooke?
1: That Manhattan is the A plot of Storybrooke.
0: Oh, okay. I have that as a separate. A separate place. Current day, <laughs> Manhattan
1: is the A plot. Storebrook yes, is the B agree.
0: plot. I agree with that statement.
1: Um, yes. <laughs> it's true though, right? Like it's ridiculous. a
0: witch and her mother walk into a library. Uh, one, want to start off with Cora. Looking real good in some modern day clothes yeah she can she can pull off that suit that pantsuit she looks good
1: that is the most mother-daughter look to me it really is both and like regina's got on like the like both of them here's the weird thing are those the clothes that she was sniffing when she was in regina's closet oh gross i think they are i think it's the same purple blouse
0: she's taller than regina
1: not by a ton
0: yeah I don't
1: know. I don't know that they're so dimensionally different that they couldn't, like, borrow her. Is is there a shop that she can just go to and get clothes? Yeah, I think so. Who?
0: Not Cora can't walk in. That's what I mean, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They didn't get them tailored that quick.
0: I also love that it's at the end of the... After they deal with Hook and are sort of walking away, like, the end of their scene... The way that they're walking away together and, like, smiling and holding hands, like, you're like, wow, that's mother-daughter.
1: It uh, felt like a Mean Girls episode, almost. Like, uh, those two are united. They're both really evil, but it's kind of, like, done in, like, a funny way. And Hook's, he's like, the one he's like, ah, I'm getting what I want from these women. They're like, be gone.
0: I, Cora is so manipulative, especially to Regina. But I can't believe that Hook fell for her manipulation here because his plan was sound. He was like, I'm gonna follow them to wherever Rumple is, and I'm gonna kill him, because there's no magic there. And Korra's like, no, 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 let's let's find his dagger instead. Which Hook knows the consequences of using the dagger to kill self skin. Why would he? He definitely he's been hunting the dark one for his entire life. He definitely knows what that means.
1: Hunting the dark one and Looking for his weakness doesn't mean you've, like, actually processed what that might mean. (sighs) He wants to kill him. He's never considered the consequences of any of his actions. Yeah. And his pretty face has bought him a lot. That's why he thought he could manipulate Korra and Regina, because he's like, I'm a pretty dashing pirate. These two ladies can't help but uh, be fooled by my tricks.
0: The other thing that I really struggle with, you brought up why didn't Rumpel take the dagger with him. Good question. Don't know. Uh... Maybe he didn't want to have it confiscated by TSA. Drive. <laughs> yeah, you drive. But fine. He left it in Storybrook. I don't know why Cora is like, well, obviously he wouldn't leave without entrusting his dagger to someone. It's like, why? He can just hide it somewhere. Why does he have to entrust it to someone? That doesn't make sense.
1: No, that actually does, though, because if he were concerned, like maybe his magic wears off. He might need someone to be able to, like, restore his memories or give him his dagger back. Hmm. Like, he might... He is a man who never has one plan. He always has contingencies just in case the worst happens.
0: Okay, fine.
1: And he trusts Belle. I mean, that's the only person in town. I also thought Regina did a really good job here of kind of being her own little Belle. She goes into the purse, figures that she's going to have some information in there, unnecessarily uses magic and spins things around, which is... I, at the time, I was like, "Why would she do this?" And then, obviously, it's explained later. But she realizes that that's a Dewey Decimal Code. I'm guessing. I don't know what that is.
0: Yeah, it's a like a it's a code for a book. Yeah, yeah.
1: and then she's like, "Oh, this must be a library." Like, there's nothing about that to me that screams library. Oh, I inherently. knew
0: it was a library code as soon as I saw it. <laughs> Rogers, Rogers, giving me quite a look right now.
1: <laughs> I I held back on what I was gonna say. <laughs> of course, you would know. Is what I'll say the nice version of that
0: uh yep yeah you're right unnecessarily uses magic although i do love at some time much later in the series regina's having a conversation with someone about like not having magic and she's like turning on lights like it's barbaric so that's definitely why she uses magic because why would one ever do anything without magic you know
1: what i would call it (laughs) uncivilized
0: (laughs) they make you take off your shoes and you have to flip a switch when you want to turn lights on.
1: I detest having to turn on light switches. I'm right there with Regina. If I could just use magic and snap my fingers and things would turn on, my life would be so much happier. Uh, Cora, you,
0: Cora is just so manipulative. It's Regina, so good. Regina even calls her out on it. She's like, "Is this what you? This is it? The whole time you just wanted the Dark One dagger, Cora?" Very smoothly, like oh, no, I want to get it for you so we can ask the dark one to kill your enemies and you won't be responsible. And Regina's like, okay, love you, mommy.
1: Because I get what I want in Henry. And she even, like, pets her face. I think she says, I'm so proud of you. Like, just a good job of doing all the things that she never did for (laughs) Regina as a child. And Regina just falls for like a sucker. Like, just like, oh, I love you, mom. Let's walk hand in hand together. You're like, huh. It's like she's the evil princess right now. Yeah. She's got the same manipulation, but she's so, like, obsessed with getting like love and nurture which I know sounds absurd that I'm saying it so sarcastically but like you're a grown woman this woman's evil this is not the person you should be seeking this from Right. Um, I'm happy this Regina is at least back I just want less evil princess more evil queen now like yeah. realize your mother is the devil because she's getting played like a fool
0: she really is I
1: also think this is kind of cool that we know what Kor's plan is now finally to control the dark one is pretty awesome because she's a scary person by herself let alone with the dark one now there.
0: Yeah. That's I think everyone would be pretty afraid of that situation. Well, like
1: Cora technically has Regina under her control and Rumpel under her control. She can murder everybody in that town with like her will. Yep. So she'd probably do that anyway, but definitely now.
0: She definitely can. Uh Regina's unnecessary use of magic has consequences. Greg saw her and got a video of it.
1: <laughs> she didn't even close the Shut door. Shut the door! the hell are you doing like i don't i also love when she
0: walks into the room and she says like hi bell and bell's like we were friends <laughs> and regina says we spent time together not a lot
1: not a lot <laughs> a lot of time what's interesting too is that like i understand kind of why regina wouldn't think about it because everyone in Storybrook is used to magic other than this one dude why is no one concerned where this one dude is at all times Put a guard on his door. Don't let him just be wandering around. Like, hey, for your own safety, there are some patients here who we're just a little bit concerned about. Because, you know, sometimes coma patients wake up and just randomly go wandering into the woods. We're going to keep you in this, like, wing. So that other people can do wild shit somewhere else.
0: <laughs> and just, like, don't do any magic in that wing of the hospital. Period.
1: Like the, or put, put him in the, you know, the Regina's little special. Oh,
0: wow. <laughs> this is to keep you safe. We want you to live in the dungeon room with all the, the monsters. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh Um, We also get a little... We get a conversation between Emma and Mary Margaret on the phone that we can talk about later. But we get a conversation between Mary Margaret and David that I enjoy very much. Fantastic
1: conversation. (laughs) So, Rumpelstiltskin is Henry's grandfather? But But I'm I'm his grandfather. grandfather.
0: (laughs) You can have more than one is probably one of my favorite lines. She just delivers it so calmly, like yeah that's accurate you can have more than one
1: well but she says it kind of in like a laughing like you can have more than one yeah <laughs> and the best part too is that it, it you've always said that jennifer goodwin has excellent timing yeah. with her lines and that the timing and he kind of looks things about it. he's like yeah that makes sense yeah but both of them were kind of if you think about it though both snow and charming grew up with single parents snow's mother died pretty y- when she was pretty young charming never knew his father so like he did know him He was gone pretty young, wasn't he? he was like
0: five or six. Okay,
1: he didn't know him well. So it's like, he probably didn't know his grandparents either. So it it makes sense that both of them are like, oh yeah, there are two sides to a family.
0: Well, and I just, this is the show acknowledging how truly ridiculous all of the family trees are in the show. Because also Snow says, Regina is his step-great-grandmother because Regina was married to Snow White's father. And also, she's his adoptive mother.
1: Thank God we don't have Thanksgiving in our land. (laughs) That dinner would suck. (laughs) Just, I love that when they acknowledge the ridiculousness of the show, and those two are perfectly just like, this makes no sense.
0: Yeah. This isn't
1: the last time they will do this. They do another one, I think, in season five, which is hysterical to me. It's one of my favorite lines that they drop. They're like, this just is wild.
0: And just for clarity, we... They say it in this episode, we learn it finally, but it is very confusing. Stilskin is Henry's grandfather. Yes. Just like s- sit with that for a minute.
1: It's great. It's So I'm kind of done with the Storybrooke side uh-huh. of things. I kind of want to start with the Henry and Rumpel conversation since we kind of already talked about that. Like just now about him being the grandfather. Uh-huh. I love their interactions together. I actually think it's really interesting that both Rumpel is able to kind of explain to the viewer by explaining to Henry. Like, Henry's like, well, I forgave Emma. He's like, well, the circumstances of us parting were a little bit worse. But admittedly, Henry's point is valid. I've never held animosity towards the fact that I was abandoned. He's like the only one. Like, he's the youngest, and he's the only one who doesn't seem to resent his parents for doing a thing. When in reality, he's probably the one who actually should have the most resentment Whereas like Emma's still kind of resentful, Snow and Charming had to do what they did. Uh, certainly, we know Neil resents uh, Rumple; like he has no interest in ever meeting him again. Rumple has no respect for his parents. Regina at one point hated Cora, and now seems to have made amends. But there's some resentment, I'm assuming, for Daniel. It's got to be. I would hope so. Got to be buried in there. So it's just funny to me that he's the adult in the room yet again. And Rumpel thanks Henry for all of this coming kind to of fruition. Yeah. Which makes it sense like he wasn't in the background helping Henry. Because I always thought he was yeah. like the, you know, behind the curtain. But it was just Henry did it.
0: Uh, Gold actually calls Henry a remarkable young man. Which he does. Which is high praise for Mr. Gold.
1: The highest of praise. Because he doesn't say that about many people.
0: Um, and Henry is just always very thoughtful and rational. Uh, like I mean, he very, cl- like when, when Neil apologizes for, you know, not being around, Henry's like, that's okay. You didn't know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's funny to me that in this episode, he's very excited to meet Neil and meet his father. This is the first time I've seen him look at Emma with the same way, same look of disgust that he looks at Regina at. Oh is yeah. Which we're and- no better than she is. And he's not wrong. He's She's a terrible mother right now.
0: Gaslighting. Big deal. Big time. And... The look on her face when he says that, she's just like, fuck.
1: In an episode with Mila and Cora, Emma somehow managed to throw herself in a circle of terrible parents. Yeah. (laughs) Well played. And Rumpel's here too. It's not like he was a great father. Like, there's a great conversation that he has with Neil. And I'm on Rumpel's side like 99% of the time. But when Neil describes it like, yeah, I had nightmares for years about the moment when you let me go. And I'm like... Yeah, he's got you on that one, man. That was you. Like you did this to him.
0: And then you opened your grip.
1: Yeah, that was. I always thought he lost his grip.
0: He did not. He let go on purpose.
1: I but he, I thought he was trying to pull him up. He was trying to pull him out of the portal. I don't think he actually lost his grip. I think that's how Neil interprets it. Mm-hmm. I think he was trying to. He didn't want to go in there, and they were fighting, and he is trying to pull him up, and then he lost his grip because he immediately goes to try to reach for him again, uh-huh. and then it's too late because the portal was... For some reason, it closed right at that moment.
0: Of course, they always they. They close quickly when the, when they don't when they shouldn't because something is happening. Yes. Otherwise they stay
1: open for a long time. It's like when David was trying to dive in after snow yeah. and Emma and it was open for like quite some time. Face plants. But somehow he face plants because it's closed right yeah. at that perfect moment.
0: But this conversation with Henry and this clear I mean they didn't know it at the time but grandfather and grandson having this kind of beautiful conversation and connecting and then at the end of the episode you you see rumple realizing that henry is the boy that will be his undoing i'm not sure why that didn't occur to him before but
1: <laughs> it, i'm not sure it didn't occur to him mm. i think just it was one of those like why fate we'll cross that bridge when we get there
0: he also repeats the phrase the future is like a puzzle to mm-hmm. henry and he he also actually says seeing the inevitable seeing the inevitable can be a terrible price.
1: Yeah. no, Yeah, again, knowledge without wisdom mm-hmm. is not necessarily a great thing. His conversations with Henry remind me of Charming's conversations with Henry.
0: Yeah, I think that's true. Grandfathers. All
1: right. Grandfather energy, man. Yep. Uh, I also... You've already admitted that that was the wrong statement, but I always love when you see great emotion from Rumple mm-hmm. When Emma comes back and says that, she lost his son, he looks as devastated as any human being. In fact, I was really mad at Emma at that point. I was like, how could you do this to him? Like, come on. He has literally spent <laughs> hundreds of years. Like,
0: She doesn't know the whole story. We have seen these flashbacks, but she doesn't know that.
1: She doesn't know what?
0: She doesn't know the terrible circumstances under which she lost his son. For some reason, no one seems to question why... Uh, Neil is, you know, like a 35-year-old man.
1: <laughs> Honestly, in fairness, if you just met your parents who happen to be your age, is age the first thing you sure. start questioning? Sure,
0: sure, sure. Uh, but
1: she knows that he's been looking for this for a long time. And she purely decides that, like, well, I don't want to see him again, so screw you. I'm going to break our deal.
0: I mean, I think she's really scared about him finding out about Henry. And she's really... Like, she's mad at Neil.
1: She's more scared about Henry finding out that she yeah, was yes. just like yes, Regina. Yes, that, that,
0: that too. She's saving herself um, on this one. And and Mary Margaret, very astutely on the phone, says, Are you worried about Henry or are you worried about you?
1: Yeah. And uh, we said this back in season one. You're going to regret this decision. You didn't need to lie to him like this. You didn't this. need to. You could have. And he's a very understanding boy. You could have been like, look, we separated. i never seen him again. And that is the truth. You have not seen him since. Yeah. That's it. That's all you had to say. But in fact, she wanted she wanted him to hate Neil the way that she hates Neil. And in fact, now she's kind of made Henry resent her the way that he resents Regina.
0: She she tries to sort of play it off as hate, too. Which I'm not saying that she doesn't harbor some feelings of hate for him. But he calls her out on me. He's like, then why are you still wearing that keychain that I gave you? Uh, and she rips it off
1: and hands it to him. A better actress can phase that emotion so much better. <laughs> like again, we get uh angry pouty face. Like it's just I just there are some people who are able to really bring out the best in the scene. If that was Mary Margaret, we've gotten all those emotions plastered all over the screen. Or if it was Regina, same That's thing. True. That just like Neil does a good job actually in the background of just you can tell that he's like he's he's sorry about what he did. I love the scene where She's like you abandoned me because Pinocchio told you to? <laughs> yes that sounds ridiculous but it wasn't as ridiculous as it sounds it just he had to do it i love the little flashback that we get
0: of balefire seeing what was written on the page when he met august what's in the box we know yep you are balefire
1: so at the time i said like that's ridiculous that he would have convinced him just on what was in a box Mm -hmm. and then you see it and you're like no that makes 100 percent sense totally
0: makes sense and listening to neil describe how he's spent hundreds of years running from his father. Like, he's afraid of meeting his father. And at first he makes it sound like he's afraid of his father, like, because his father is the scary dark one. And you you, you realize when they, they come together that it's more about, like, Neil does not want to deal with his feelings about this situation. Like, he's very... He's got some walls up, too. Like, he's like, I... I ain't got time for this. I don't get closure. I didn't get any closure, neither do you. Bye.
1: <laughs> so the scene where Emma sees the Dreamcatcher, mm-hmm. I think, is when she realized what he had been saying back in Tallahassee. It's the nightmares. I use it to keep away the nightmares because she says that about the Dreamcatcher, and the nightmares were Rumple yeah. being abandoned. Mm-hmm. So like she realizes how long he has been dealing with this when she yeah. sees the Dreamcatcher, which I think was a good callback to like, what are you so afraid of? And at the time, it was like we. We knew because we'd seen ahead of time, but the viewer doesn't really know at that point what he's so afraid of. And now you know that he was afraid of Rumple, but not afraid of like because he's the dark one, just of like, I don't want to be hurt that badly. Absolutely.
0: Like, he's not like he knows that his father won't like murder him or whatever. No, yeah.
1: He's he even says, like, you were once a good man.
0: Neil is my favorite. I love Neil. Neil's Talk there. about comedic timing. I wish that Mary Margaret and Neil could just like hang out and have funny comedic timing conversations. It was when they're yelling on the street and he's trying to get her to go to a bar. And she's like, I'm not coming. he's like, don't worry. You can keep yelling at me when we get there.
1: <laughs> you can keep yelling at me at a bar. Yeah, no, he's got good timing with his lines. He's, he's funny and witty, but also able to be serious when necessary. I also, I really like the scene where it's like, there's this bizarre pivot that's going on where, like, Emma's very poorly lying to Rumple. He deduces it. Neil breaks in. Then they, then, like, Emma messes up and says something to Neil. And Rumple's like, wait, you two know each other. And then he deduces what's going on. Then Henry comes out and immediately Rumpel goes, oh shit, now I know what's going on. That's the, like their father and son. And then Neil's like, what the hell is this? And he's trying to figure out what's going on. And he asks, how old are you? And Henry's like, what is all the yelling about? Like Henry's just done with their bullshit. Like he's like, somebody tell me the truth right now. He's like,
0: I've been standing in a bathroom for like 10 minutes and y'all are just, just
1: <laughs> yelling. And it's just all of them, just this like web of lies that has been going on. And Henry's like, can someone just tell me the truth? And it's funny because, all of them have been lying, but Emma's been lying to everyone in mm-hmm. that room. No, it's true. It's pretty fantastic how how well that, like, I don't know, came together at the end.
0: She also very ineffectually lies to Neil when he talks about, you know, he doesn't believe in coincidence. Like, everything happens for a reason. And that maybe we met for a reason. Maybe something good came from us being together. And she's like, nope. Can't think of anything.
1: Yeah. I mean, she, she seems like she thinks that he was part of this, like, plot. Which... Even he very quickly is like, that doesn't even make sense. I
0: think he convinces her that that's not true. I, th- I mean, I I I don't think Maybe. that she think I think that he... she Once she says the, like, you did this because Pinocchio told you. Yeah. Like, it seems crazy, but then she's like, okay. <laughs> but she also doesn't... She doesn't have as much information about what happened between Rumple and Neil. And then you said, like, when she sees the dream catcher, yeah. she kind of is like... Oh. All right.
1: No, that's fair. Um. Yeah, no, I mean, I really like... Rumpel does a good job of basically using the words to get Neil to talk to him. Like, if you want her to fulfill the deal, that was the deal. you got to talk to me. And he goes, fine, three minutes. I will give you the deal. That doesn't mean you get the kind of conversation mm-hmm. you wanted. And then you kind of see Rumpel fiddling for a second. He's like, i got three minutes to have a conversation I've waited two, 300 years to have. It's true. Yeah, and he... He tries to he he tries to bribe him in the same way that Regina tries to bribe Henry. Like I'll give you something, I'll turn back the clock, and he's like, I don't want to be fourteen again.
0: What's a Rumple? That that was almost as bad as we need a new maid. Like what a weird I, proposition. I actually
1: don't think it is as unreasonable as it sounds.
0: For Rumple to want that, why would he think that his son would want to be fourteen years old again?
1: So even though the creators of this show have said the show is about motherhood, I've long since thought this show was about abandonment. Mm-hmm. And I think the offer to undo a lost childhood isn't unreasonable. Like, I'm pretty sure Emma kind of wants that. I'm pretty sure oh, Rumpel I himself wants that. I don't think Emma wants that. I absolutely think. She, she even said, but we could have been together when she's mad at Snow and Charming for putting her through the wardrobe.
0: And actually, later, eventually, we will get that.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think there is something about, like, all of them wish that they could make up for lost time. And he's saying, like, I actually have the power to do this. Like, we can redo your childhood, which is ridiculous sounding for, like, the real world. But, like, it's not, like, the worst proposition. Now, Neil calls him out properly, like, look at you trying to use magic to fix the situation again. He's like, okay, well, he's a father who doesn't know what to do. He hasn't Mm -hmm. talked to you in, like, 300 years. It wasn't the worst proposition I've ever seen. It's actually very similar to, like, I got you a new video game, Henry. Forgive me. It's not the best thing, but it kind of makes sense. (laughs) It's
0: true. Uh, Something else that's interesting in the context of, you know, Rumpel becoming a coward, etc. Neil is not a coward. His grandfather and father were a coward. He bursts into that room to protect Emma. Because he was, he clearly, you know, was coming back to his apartment, realized there were people in there, and was probably standing in the hall listening to them yelling at each other. (laughs) And then when he feels danger, he's willing to face his greatest fear to, to help
1: Emma. So it's interesting in that you say he's not a coward, but he admits he spent his entire life running. So I don't know that I would say he's cowardly, but he's fearful.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't know that those are exactly the same thing.
1: I agree. I think he's. I think um. I think he's like Rumple in that they will run unless faced with like Rumple is a coward, but if someone put Belle in danger, he would absolutely burst in just yep. like he did to protect Emma because he does love Belle. But most of the time, his default is to run, which was what Neil's default was. Mm -hmm. He wanted to run first. And then when he saw someone he cared about in danger, he said, okay, I will do the thing I really don't want to do. Yeah. But their true nature kind of is to run unless they have no other choice.
0: Yeah, no, I get that. It's also interesting in the conversation that Gold and Henry were having before they found Neil, Rumpel— Gold sort of takes responsibility or he's like, he's holding himself accountable for what happened. Like he, he says, you know, your mom did something noble in giving you up to give you your best chance. That's not what I did. And he doesn't, he doesn't really say that to Neil. Like he jumps immediately to the, like, let me just fix it.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, he's, I think there's a difference between having a conversation with someone else yeah. where you have an infinite amount of time as opposed to like, I've got three minutes, let me take my best shot. Because it's not like Neil wants to talk to him, so he's just trying to give him something that'll give him more time. Because time is the one thing he really doesn't, can't control. Mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. no, you're right, he doesn't take responsibility for it. He doesn't say like, I should have, you know, like my biggest regret in life is the only deal I've ever broken, I'm sorry. That might have worked, he might have said, okay, apology accepted, now get the hell out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I get off, and he wants him to come back to Storybrooke with him.
0: That's true. Speaking of another good Neil line, the, when he's talking to his father in there, three minutes, and he says, choosing all this, and he makes like a dark one gesture. Uh, all this crap? All this crap over me.
1: Um, you said at the end of season one that you didn't understand why Rumpel wished for magic. This actually kind of answers that question. Because if his plan was to find his son and turn back the clock, he needs magic.
0: Yes, I just think that's a ridiculous plan.
1: <laughs> First off, you're talking about a man who literally engineered a curse over hundreds of years. Ridiculous plans, or what he specializes in?
0: Sure, sure, sure.
1: And it, it, it's it's the thing that he regrets the most. I also think that, like, from his point of view, if he has Belle and Bay, he's happy. They could actually be a family together, which he was never going to get with Mila. I don't know. That seems like a happy ending. That's actually not all that bad of an idea. I don't think it works because Neil's like, I don't want to be a child anymore. But from Rumpel's perspective, he's like, no, this is what I want. I want my son back. I want a wife that loves me. And then we can just live happily ever after and screw everybody else. Yeah. So not the most unreasonable play here. I think it's a choice. (laughs) It is a choice. I, I think, again, from Rumpel's perspective, it's not an unreasonable thing to say you might want this time back that you lost and I can give it to you. That might be the only thing that you're willing to forgive me for, because mm. actually, that is what Cora is offering to Regina, and it is working. So we're seeing like both ends of the spectrum. It's true. Um, there's a great one-liner back and forth that they have. Where Rumpel says, "There's no pain greater than regret," which is probably the theory of his, or like the philosophy of his entire life, essentially. Like he's dealt with regret all the way through, and then Neil claps back with "Try abandonment," which is pretty much the theme of the show.
0: Well, and I, I something I do appreciate about Rumpel is he he has a lot of regrets and hobbling himself to get back to his son is not one of them. And it essentially lost him, his wife, who apparently they were in love and happy at some point. Um, but he doesn't he doesn't regret that. He thinks it was right. And I I agree with him. I agree, too. I think
1: at some point he realized that she was not a good person anyway. Yeah. Because anyone who's willing to abandon their son, because, like, even if you hated your husband to that degree, leave him after your son's gone. Yeah. So he probably did a favor. It's true. So he didn't. Um,
0: Neil and Henry also have that kind of nice moment.
1: I'm Um, sorry it took so long. You didn't know. It's okay. Uh,
0: Henry is rightfully savage to Emma. He's
1: seething mad at her.
0: And he's so heartbroken about being lied to because he he felt like, you know, he's he's currently dealing with the fact that he still loves his his adoptive mother, who is an evil queen, who's trying to be better for him or was until very recently. And and he's like found he found his family. And now that person has disappointed him.
1: I think it's one thing to be deceived by the evil queen because that's your true nature. It's another thing for the savior to also basically be as bad as the evil queen. Because like he says, you're just like her. She lied to me all. And he calls her Regina. He doesn't call her mom. Yeah. Which is interesting that he is so angry right now that he's like, you're just like Regina. I was like, damn. One thing he inherited from his adoptive mother is the ability to (laughs) cut deep. Because that was a shot, and Emma just stood there and took it, and there's nothing she can say. She did. She planned it from season one when she lied to him about the fireman garbage, and it was like, you didn't have to do this. You and, really
0: didn't have to
1: do that. Oh, look, the consequences of my actions have arrived.
0: Yes. And she's finally honest, but only when she's caught so directly in a lie <laughs> that there's nothing else she Is could say Is that honesty at that no. point? No, yeah. it's not. I but- mean, she, she did tell him... She, she did open up and become a little vulnerable, but, like, this is why I lied to you. It's not a justification, but, like, it's it's unusual for Emma to be that open about something that she has built walls around, but... Not with Henry,
1: though. I mean, even early on, she says, like, remember that um, scene about, like, you know what it's like to have be adopted and then given back because I got one of your own? <laughs>
0: They gave me back when yeah. they had
1: their own kid. Yeah. She's actually usually it's been true. pretty vulnerable You're right. with him. You're right. So, like, she only lied to him just because she didn't want to think about it, which was even more jacked up. Like, this is a Regina move.
0: Yeah, that's really bad. That's
1: pretty terrible. It was, it was uh, a low point. Motherhood taken a big L in this episode, to be clear. Yeah. Three pretty bad moms here. Regina looks like the best mom so far, and Regina's doing horrible shit. <laughs>
0: that's really bad.
1: Just.
0: I mean. Sorry, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that Regina agreeing with the plan of killing Snow Charming and Emma is material. Uh, oh, I'm not, saying it's, I'm not <laughs> saying it's
1: good. I'm not saying good mom. Th- that's what I'm saying. This is bad across the board here. She just hasn't done anything bad here so far. She's going to let Rumple do the killing, so it's okay. She didn't do anything wrong.
0: Yeah. Anything else on your list? Uh, no,
1: I think we covered a lot. It's a really good episode, really so good. I'm good.
0: What's your favorite moment?
1: Honestly, I put top five episode because I loved all of it.
0: Oh, that's your favorite moment. Top five episode.
1: In a season in which I have not been particularly happy, this is the episode that makes me happy. Okay. This is a good, like you said, when people think about like, oh, why do you like Once Upon a Time? Because of this. Hmm. Yeah.
0: Okay, that's good. I like that. Mine is learning that Neil is Balefire. It's, it was, I like, I remember, I remember the first time I watched it being like,
1: what? I also remember being shocked. I didn't. I wasn't shocked that he was the son. I was shocked when I put it all together. I went, oh shit! Mm-hmm. Like, huh? Turns out not only is he the son, he is Henry's father, which makes Rump. And then it was like, oh my god, these dots are ridiculously connected.
0: Ridiculously connected. Most ridiculous moment.
1: The argument where it just all comes crumbling down. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't. I almost burst out laughing because it was so like when Henry is finally like. Why is everyone yelling? And then they all just have to reveal their like lies. It's perfect. I just think it's ridiculously hilarious. I don't even know how they thought these lies were gonna hold up. I I mean, it was just Honestly the funny thing is that Rumpel's just in the background, kinda just sitting there just watching this all go down like, huh, I'm not the only liar here.
0: Cool. (laughs) You? Um well my close second is for some unknown reason they decided to use green screen of New York City. Like why? Like sitting on a on a fire escape in New York City. Like you could just you, you could just film that. It yeah. doesn't have to be a green screen. You don't have to use CGI. It's cool.
1: Because we know, like, <laughs> even in the cold open of the season, they're clearly in the city. Yeah, film it right then.
0: I don't know. It was weird. Um, but my actual most ridiculous moment, which I almost chose as my favorite moment, is the conversation that Snow and Charming have about the ridiculous family tree. Like you you can have more than one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Good thing we don't have Thanksgiving. You know what my runner up ridiculous moment was? What? Regina using magic out in the open for literally oh no point. Oh my
0: por- god, why?
1: I mean again I get it in Storybrooke it doesn't matter to her, but like you just didn't you could just walked over to her purse does and she went right back. know, in the know foot. about Greg? Oh actually she was gone. I don't think she does know about Greg. Okay, maybe slightly more reasonable but also I don't think she would care about Greg. Like he can't do anything to her. I mean I think she might care if
0: Greg finds out about magic.
1: Yeah, it's the Evil Queen. If he becomes a threat, he'll be dealt with. That's true. <laughs> this is not Regina. Doesn't hesitate to pull the trigger like some of right. other characters. You're right. You're
0: right. Who was your loser of the episode?
1: I have two losers and two winners. Me too. Why don't you go first? I'm curious on who yours are.
0: I had I had a little bit of a hard time. Um,
1: if you put Rumple, I did. Rumple
0: is one fight. of my losers of this episode. He looks so devastated when. Neil just, like, will not talk to him. I, I mean, I, I recognize that this is a win in that this is what he's been trying to do the whole time. But just like he said, like, foresight comes with a price. Like, yeah. this is this is not what he wanted. Like, he didn't... He's been working at this for, like, hundreds of years, and this is the result that he got.
1: I mean, this is what he wanted. This is actually what he expected. He's been, The reason he's been this nervous is that he he thought his son wanted to kill him. This is what he told August.
0: Yeah, no, that's true. He did that. The fact think that,
1: that Neil just wants nothing to do with him is probably a win on its own. Sure, sure. And he finally gets to talk to his son.
0: Yeah, he's so he's one of mine. I like I, I had a hard time because I agree. Like he he found his son. He was so happy to see him. So happy. Uh, and then my other loser is Regina. She just Regina,
1: not who I would have anticipated here.
0: I she just like. Is completely she she like figured it out. She was like, "This is what you wanted the whole time," and her mom's like, "This is for you, baby," and she's like, "Oh, mommy, so bad. How could you be tricked that bad? How could you be tricked that bad, Regina? You are smart."
1: It's really hard to hate your mother. It
0: is really hard to hate your mother, but <laughs> I, I, I agree that it's hard to hate your mother. But it shouldn't be like it shouldn't be as hard. to should not get tricked by your mother.
1: You know what my counter counterargument to her losing? What? She looks really hot in that pantsuit. She does suit. look really hot. I can't make a loser who looks that good. I just refuse.
0: Like Regina. Yeah. Regina's not wearing a pantsuit. Regina's wearing a skirt. Okay. <laughs> Remember you
1: asked me about oh, the Oh, I did. You're right. Yeah. The boots, the skirt, the whole thing. Yeah. looks great. She's not a loser. Can't look that good and be a loser. She's won at life. <laughs> she's, she's reunited with her mommy. How is that not a lovely moment?
0: <laughs> who are your losers, Roger?
1: Um, Hook.
0: Mm-hmm. Got played. Yeah, he got played real bad, and his plan was good. Good
1: solid. Do it. Yo, the dark one is vulnerable. Just go kill him. I'm look. I'm Team Rumpel all the way. But man, this is your moment. Like you've been (laughs) plotting this moment, and instead you let them go get the dagger, and it was just like, oh, I got completely tricked. Just that's that's a good that's a good one. Honestly, this is the perfect. uh, These hoes ain't loyal, like that song hook. They're not loyal to you, man. They don't care about you. And I don't even like Hook. I wanted them to. Why didn't Cora just kill Hook here, by the way? Mistake. I don't know. Uh second loser? Emma.
0: Yeah, I think that's a solid choice. Your son Apparently was... this episode is just full of losers. Full of
1: losers. <laughs> but your son looked at you the way that he looks at the Evil Queen. Yeah,
0: that's not what you want.
1: <laughs> you spent a whole season trying to beat this woman, and now you've become the thing you hate. And
0: she also had to face someone unexpectedly who just completely broke her heart.
1: Yep. <laughs> who now knows that he has a son and is probably going to be back in her life.
0: Yeah, that's a rough. That's a massive that's a loss here. Winners. I also have two. Yep. I had a okay. One of them is Cora, for obvious reasons.
1: I accept that. I didn't put her as mine, but I she would be my third.
0: <laughs> really good manipulation on Hook and Regina in this episode. Also looks pretty decent in a suit. Really, really good in that suit. Forever, she... You got this.
1: Top five costumes? Those two will probably be there. Yeah,
0: definitely top five costume. Um, My other one is Neil, which was kind of an interesting choice. Oh,
1: I want to hear this explanation. Yeah.
0: Um, okay, I think he while he's not being completely open about his feelings, he confronts his father and is feeling a little, I, I'm not saying that this is good, but he's kind of punishing his father for the abandonment. And I think he's, he's kind of punishing him. He, he is punishing him. He's currently feeling good about that. I don't think that that is like a good thing overall or something that will last, but like he's feeling a little like, yeah, fuck you. Get out of my apartment. Uh, And he just learned that he has a son. And he seems excited about that.
1: Okay. I think the first part, and this is weird coming from me, because I'm all about petty revenge. (laughs) I don't know that that's a win. Because, like, he also had to reveal that, like, I've had nightmares about the moment you abandoned me my entire life. Not, like, this is more of, like, a my life has sucked, so your life will suck as well. Which isn't a win. It's mutually assured destruction. That's
0: fair. Yeah,
1: like, this is most, like, I suffer, you suffer. Yeah. Um. But Cora, no question. She probably would have been my third place. I have two winners. Rumpel is one of the winners here. Okay. Purely because he got to reunite with his son. This has been the moment he has been waiting for. For Yes, it didn't go as perfect as he wanted it to. Just like, you know, sometimes you get the girl, but then she doesn't really like you. But at least you got to, you know, Belle's alive. Neil is alive. He got to meet him. You know, he wants nothing to do with him. Henry is the winner here. He got a dad.
0: He did get a dad. That is a good choice. I almost chose Henry, actually. I'm. He got um, to go
1: on an adventure. He got to meet his father, and he got a second grandfather.
0: Yeah, that's true. He did. He
1: got two family members. Like, that's I what? wonder if
0: he's uh, put that together yet.
1: <laughs> uh, i Henry is not a slow boy. He's put that together.
0: Yeah. Uh. You, okay? Remember in the episode where Snow or Mary Margaret learns that David doesn't believe her and thinks that she's a murderer. Oh yeah. And she gets that like look on her face. The, like the
1: where their theme just drops into the
0: yes. That look is the look that Rumpel has, and that is why I could not choose him as a winner. He just, he's just so devastated.
1: So he has that look when he thinks that um, his son has been lost.
0: Yeah, that, that's true too.
1: But I don't know that he has that same look about, because like, he kind of knew that Neil was going to be mad at him. Yeah. He he wasn't shocked about that. I think it was more shocking than, like, I'm not going to get to see my son. He admits, like, he says, like, I can't, you know, I'm sorry. I can't make up for all this. He kind of knew all of that was going to happen. I don't think that's as big of a deal because he just wanted to see him. Mm -hmm. Like, honestly, even He didn't
0: just want to see him. He he wanted 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 to 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 talk talk to him.
1: him, That was the deal. (laughs) I think, but he knew that this was not, you know, this wasn't... He even tells Henry, our parting wasn't the same as you and your mom. He, you know, he kind of knew he's not going to just forgive him immediately. Uh But... Getting to see him is, like, that's been his life's work. This has been the whole reason he's done everything. Uh-huh. Yeah, he may never see him again, which is like, okay, so be it. That sucks. He would obviously like the happier year and then go back and be a 14-year-old boy. But this is a pretty big deal for Rumble. Like, this, I'd say this is, like, the second biggest victory that he's gotten in the series so far. The first one being, Bell isn't dead.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a good one.
1: So, That's a big deal. But, I mean, if I had to choose, Henry is the winner of this episode. You got a father and a grandfather. Now, I will say the only thing I would say he lost, he's never looked at Emma this way. He kind of lost a mom because he doesn't trust her anymore. Yeah. Which is, that's got to suck because now you got two moms you don't really trust, but you got a dad. Yeah. And you got another grandfather. And he does still have.
0: I I mean, I don't he has no ill will towards snow and charming. No, so and he's not grandmother's yeah. but yeah, I
1: think it's just the fact that like both his mothers have proven to have been lying to him. He's and also not- got a
0: great grandmommy who's a murderess. I <laughs> <Aye. laughs>
1: True <laughs> Adoptive Great Grandmother? Yeah. Yeah. Uh but yeah, I think it's he's he's in a complicated place right now.
0: Oh, she's his adopted great no, sorry. She's his adopted grandmother, not great-grandmother. Yep. And she's also his step-great-great-grandmother.
1: Because of the fact that... <laughs> yeah,
0: because... <laughs> Holy shit.
1: Okay, so there are many things I love about Once Upon a Time. <laughs> and uh, while I think some of the soapy elements are really good, the family trees could do a little pruning, and maybe be split apart just a bit. You know, this... Got a little absurd. Like the conversation was kind of funny. But that's a ridiculous statement that you just made.
0: Whoa, I have a I have another weird one. Are you ready?
1: Not um, really, but sure.
0: Abigail slash Catherine is his oh, yes. is his step grandmother. And also his wait, wait. Uh, stolen adoption step. Can't.
1: <laughs> well they're not sisters.
0: No, I guess
1: and also him- But she
0: would have been married
1: She she never married Charming.
0: I guess that's true. I guess that's yeah, true. They
1: actually don't have any familiar But
0: connection. she is George's daughter and Charming is sort of George's She's not son. George's
1: daughter. She's my oh, daughter. Oh, she's Midas'
0: daughter. I'm sorry. She
1: would have been George's yeah. daughter okay. in law.
0: Yeah. That's too complicated. We don't need to go down that one. Remember Catherine? Remember Ka- I do remember Catherine, yeah. What
1: happened to Catherine? <laughs> that's a good question.
0: What happened to Frederick? <laughs> Excellent question.
1: Uh, yeah, so that's one thing I think we'll talk about a lot more, is that like, okay, you've tied all the family tree together, which is very interesting when you think about the threat going into this was, I'll kill all of you. Are you still willing to pull that trigger? Mm. Because before, he didn't have any ill will towards them, but I don't think Rumpel gave a shit about them, to be quite honest. But now that they're intertwined with his son's life... He has to care. Yeah. Even if he doesn't want to, because now his son will be, I mean, his son will be angry that he's killing anyone, but definitely killing the parents of his grandson and Neil's son is going to be a problem.
0: Well, and he's also, (laughs) he now thinks that Henry is the boy that will be his undoing. So Uh he might have to kill his own grandson, which will definitely
1: piss Neil off. Don't think that's going to work very well. In fact, (laughs) I think that would actually make his son want to murder him.
0: Yep. Yeah. Probably,
1: not, not. He's not in a good spot right now. Also, the charmings are technically coming to dinner. <laughs> yep. you think he ever thought that he'd have to go to dinner potentially, like a family dinner with Snow White and Prince Charming? Probably not. What a complicated history. I mean have. He
0: sh- I'm surprised that they don't invite him to all of their anniversary
1: dinners because he's the reason that they're together <laughs>
0: that they have found.
1: Yeah, another. actually. you're right. <laughs> also, so they're just this Thanksgiving dinner would include Regina. Cora, Snow, Charming, Rumple, Belle, Neil, Emma, Henry. Yep. The fuck. <laughs>
0: it's, a, it's a weird. It's a weird meal.
1: That is. How it,
0: ma- It's only gonna get more complicated.
1: How many of that that group of people have tried to kill each other?
0: A lot. A lot. A lot. I like how in most soapy dramas. It's that everyone who's friends or like in a friend group have all slept with each other. Yep. Here, it's that they've all tried to kill each other. Yeah, yeah. It's
1: like a murder <laughs> soap, as opposed yes. to like, oh, we've actually all somehow <laughs> slept together, and or like you're like the revealed to be the evil twin, and you're, this is actually your mom. This is like we've all tried to been trying to kind of murder each other throughout the years, including like Snow tried to murder Regina at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's uh. Yeah, this is gonna get weird. <laughs>
0: Well, next week's episode has an intriguing title. It is called The Queen is Dead.
1: The Queen is Dead? Is this a Korra flashback?
0: Um, It is not a flashback, no. I don't think. But we get flashbacks after that. Um, So that is an intriguing title that we will let people sit with. (laughs) I'm intrigued, Um, let me tell you. I'm really excited for the next episode. I want to know what Greg is going to do about the fact that he has seen magic. He was on the phone with someone.
1: Was it her? Who is her? There are many things in which I am super excited for in Once Upon a Time. But I kind of want Greg to just die already. <laughs> <laughs> mm. And I'm going to leave with that.
0: <laughs> I-, I also want to know what's going to happen with Rumple's dagger. Are they going to find it? And is Cora going to continue
1: to be manipulative mommy? I, evil princess is just not where I thought yeah. this was going. Also, I want to know, I'm not getting to leave it at that. Henry's going to get back and realize that Regina has reverted to her old ways. How yes. is that going to work?
0: This poor kid. His his mom lied to him. His adopted mom is being evil again. His his grandmother is on a warpath for the person that he just learned. is his grandfather. Not good.
1: Yeah, and his grandfather is the dark one.
0: Yep. Yeah. And before any of that happens, some more exciting shit's gonna happen.
1: I honestly think that the best play for Henry is just to go live with Snow and Charming. <laughs> they're the only stable, sane couple here. Which is really funny to think that like they were the like ridiculous affair couple. Yeah, it's true. And now we've gone so far around the bend that they're the sane ones and everyone else is kinda crazy around them. That's true. Yeah. That this is a it's a wild, wild uh this is a wild episode in what's been a very tame season, to Yeah.
0: Me. Agreed. Yeah. Well, please be sure to join us next time when we watch season two, episode 15, The Queen is Dead.
1: And we will see you next time.